WrestleMania 38 is coming to AT&T Stadium. This is sure to be the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. We do things bigger and better in Dallas, but come on, that's two nights at 101 or 102,000 fans each night. The mic drop crew crashes the ticket on sale party at AT&T Stadium to talk WrestleMania and Cowboys with Charlotte Jones. Then we talk about what makes WrestleMania both an unforgettable experience and an economic juggernaut with John Sabor of WWE. And you won't want to miss WWE Hall of Famer and storyteller extraordinaire Jimmy Hart. So let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to the Mic Drop, everybody. This is the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission. Kevin Sullivan here, joined as always by Monica Paul, the executive director of the Sports Commission. Our next level wingman, Marcus Carr. He's excited that SMU got off to a strong start in hoops, still holding out high hopes for football. Thanks, everybody, for listening and subscribing. Monica, it's episode 39, which reminds me of former Cowboys fullback, Broderick Sargent, the Sarge, a Waxahachie native, a Baylor uh, graduate, signed by the Cowboys as a free agent. He had, he had played in St. Louis, signed by the Cowboys in March of 89. This makes him one of the Jerry Jones era first free agent pickups. Now, he only played five games with the Cowboys, scored a touchdown, busted off a nice 43-yard run wearing number 39. But then he was beaten up by a rookie named Daryl Johnston, and that was pretty much it for the Sarge. He loved football. He went on to play for the World League in Montreal. He won an Arena Football League championship with the Detroit Drive a few years later. But more importantly, he went on to earn a Doctor of Divinity degree and is now a pastor back in his hometown of Waxahachie. We could have made a case for Brandon Carr at number 39, but we're going with the Sarge. And I think we're, I'm feeling some inspiration Speaking of inspiration, Monica, how great was the Yellowstone premiere? Well, Sully, I have to say, I think it was the best thing on TV all weekend. You know, none of my teams had a lot of success on Saturday and Sunday. So it was quite nice. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends who were doing watch parties and a lot of people excited. I still don't know what that uh, NFL rating was for that Sunday night game, but I know a lot of people excited about uh, Yellowstone and I was quite excited. I think it's going to be a really good season based off of that two-hour premiere. It did not disappoint. We knew going in that Rip was a badass, but we also saw that Rip underneath that tough exterior has a heart of gold. So that was kind of cool too. Uh, have you recovered from your role as a judge at the World Food Championship, which we pre-premiered, previewed a couple of weeks ago here on the mic drop? Well, Sully, I can, I can definitely tell you that I had the opportunity to judge recipe and then barbecue, and I have already signed up for judging next year, and we haven't even confirmed that the event is coming back, but uh, we'll be working on that based off of the food that I was able to, to sample uh, yesterday and uh, over the weekend. Um, fantastic. It's amazing what these amateur chefs can, can do. Uh, really good turnout. I heard a lot of great, uh, exciting um, uh experiences from people were there over the weekend uh and i'll be honest i'm pretty sure i haven't eaten since my judging uh, i i had the opportunity to try so 
many different recipes and many foods that I figured I needed to maybe fast for a few days. Well, I'm hoping you and our friend Mike McLeod from the World Food Championship can sneak me in on that barbecue judging deal next year. I hope, hope I have all the confidence in the world that you uh, and the Sports Commission will, will get it back. Uh, so Fair Park was humming with the World Food Championship. Globe Life Field was humming with the Lockheed Martin Commanders Classic, the first college football game there. Army knocking off Air Force in dramatic fashion in overtime. Uh, hopefully you can get that back uh, as well. Make that an annual occurrence. Yeah, I think uh, exciting for, for both teams there, for, for all the, the people involved. Um, that's the thing that we like to do is get uh, events back on an annual basis. And that's such a tradition in itself uh, that I, I don't think there's a better place uh, that could call home here for, for North Texas. So exciting to try to see what the future holds there. Well, our condolences to a friend of the pod, Chad Hennings, who joined us last week uh, representing uh, the Air Force Academy, former Cowboys great, uh, but a great win for Army in a, in a, in a great event. What else uh, is happening at the Sports Commission this week? Well, big day today, Sully. Uh, I think, uh, well, I'm working remotely today from uh, AT&T Stadium. We've got a big on-sale party tonight for WrestleMania. Uh, a few weeks ago, we announced a two-day WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. So this is the first opportunity for fans to come out and experience a little a WWE action, meet some of the superstars, purchase their tickets uh, before the actual public on sale uh, that takes place uh, on Friday. So that's that's one of the big things going on. Uh, we'll be announcing later on this week, early next week, uh, some new additions to the Sports Commission team. So excited about that to be able to kind of expand our team and get other boots on the ground to help us be successful in executing these events. Um, we are working on uh, some announcements probably in the next month about a legacy program for a World Cup bid. Uh, one of our key legacies for World Cup uh, through 2026 is building 26 mini pitches throughout the Metroplex and underserved communities. So uh, I think we'll be getting an announcement soon of maybe a, a donation uh, for us to kind of start that process off and really, really kick that off for us here from a bid committee standpoint. So a lot of different things we're working on. Oh, oh, never a dull moment here at Sports Commission. Or here at the mic drop. We have another great show uh, for our listeners this week. Back in a moment to talk Cowboys and WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history with Charlotte Jones. Later, we're joined by John Sabor of WWE and WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart. Can't wait for that. First over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. Dallas is known for its big wins when it comes to sporting events. Whether it be Final Fours, Winter Classics, Pro Drafts, or even international soccer matches, Dallas sets the standard. And now it's time for our biggest win yet. We want the 2026 World Cup. The Dallas Sports Commission is working hard to bring the World Cup back to our great city, and we need your help. Head over to DallasWorldCup2026.com to sign the pledge to bring it back. Be sure to follow us on all social media at World Cup Dallas to stay up to date on all things 2026 World Cup. Thanks, Rachel. Now we're honored to be joined by Charlotte Jones, the Executive Vice President and Chief Brand Officer of the Cowboys. In that role, she leads the organization's business strategy, operations, brand positioning, fan experience, philanthropy. This is a busy woman. She played an important role in the design of both AT&T Stadium and the star in Frisco, one of the most accomplished executives in sports. 
and certainly a pioneer among women leaders in sports. Welcome to the mic drop, Charlotte Jones. Hi guys, how are you? Well, we're great, Charlotte, and I'm honored that you're able to join us. I know you've got a busy day today. Uh, we've got some exciting news going on here. And I think, quite honestly, this may be the first time that we've done the entire mic drop, minus Sully, who's in Pennsylvania somewhere, uh, remotely. And I think the entire crew is here at AT&T Stadium. So thank you for letting <laughs> us join. Uh, barge into your home. Monica, I can see drop. that. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at every part of AT&T Stadium and everybody's backdrop. I'm like, we're actually all here. This is awesome. <laughs> I might be right across the hall from you, I, I think. think. we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlotte, I know you have a lot, to, a lot going on and uh, other places to be, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to get to WWE here shortly, but uh, first, you know, I think it's on everybody's mind here. We've got to talk about those Cowboys and what a terrific uh, season and a turnaround. And I've already requested my, uh, you know, Super Bowl tickets from Chad and Delaney. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're clicking on all cylinders, I think, except for maybe a little wake up call. I think your dad called it on the fan earlier right. this week. Um, yes. How did we get here? What do, what do we attribute that to? You know, I tell you what, we are going to kind of for, forget that Sunday happened. At, at least if you're a fan of the game, our players will not forget what happened on Sunday. And I, I think they will certainly use that as internal fuel to, to make sure they don't let that happen again. But I tell you what, this season has has been just remarkable for us in so many ways. And I, I think the first actually is not even the win as much as it is the almost 100,000 people that have come out to AT&T Stadium to watch the Cowboys play each time we've been at home. And that energy and that enthusiasm that they have brought into the building after such a crazy chaotic last 18 months, it is so rewarding to see that come to fruition. And you know that energy that they generate truly is a motivator for our guys on the field and they feed off that. And I, I think that we've, we've actually seen that really take into effect um, our first few games here. And it's, it's just been remarkable. We've, we've had a lot of great energy on the road too. Um, our fans have been loud and proud as we've traveled around the country um, and they're allowed back in the stadium. So that's been exciting. But, you know, I tell you what, we've, we've got a young team. Uh, we have um, an incredible amount of, of energy with great leadership from DAC, uh, great creativity from Kellen Moore, and just great guidance from all the coaching staff. And I, I think that you're really seeing our guys, you know, play for each other um, and, and do their job well. And, you know, we're, they've surprised a lot of people here over the last few weeks. And, you know, I think we do have the ability to have something special. And it is every Sunday, one game at a time. Um, I, I, think, I think we can definitely say that after last week that, um, you know, the mindset needs to be on what's up next and, and take it one step at a time so we can bring our, our best face to the field when we get there. Well, no doubt about it. I think a uh, majority of DFW is behind you for sure. And, you know, that success on the field, so we've always known and seen over the years, the success on the business side of the Cowboys, uh, which, you know, your entire family is a part of. Where do you kind of attribute that success or where does that strategy and momentum to grow the business side of the Cowboys come from? 
You know, I, I will say this. I, I think there's just an incredible amount of passion um, for this game. And I think the authenticity of that passion um, is evident when you walk around the stadium, when you walk around the star and you think about that creativity. And, you know, I think the greatest thing about our journey has been the desire to want to um, benefit from the journey and reinvest it into the future. And, you know, AT&T Stadium is a result of that, um, that excitement that was generated from, from building this stadium um, was put towards the star and the investment out there and the ability to create incredible partnership and experience out there that um, that's really been the, the driving factor is how can we create unique experiences for our fans that they can't get anywhere else. And when you really let that fan experience drive what you do, um, then, then you can witness the result of that um, as, as you see here. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, we haven't had a lot of success on the field um, in quite some time. And, you know, that, that is an extra motivator to, to create, um, you know, energy and excitement when it's it's not going your way on the field so you can still deliver a unique experience but um you know if we could just start winning these ball games like we've seen the first of this year then that could really be some fun around here and i i think you know that's that's what it's all about i i, I think a lot of us believe and and we feel that this is you know the cowboys are a culture you know it's it's like a lifestyle and and people want to engage in different ways and we need to make that accessible um, more than 10 games of a year out of the year. And we, we need to find those ways to do that. And I think the star is a great example of that. Well, Charlotte, you mentioned fans and how, how rowdy and crazy it can be in here. And uh, we're about to welcome some WWE fans here yes. at the TNT Stadium for this on sale party. And um, it, we've just announced two days of WrestleMania rather than just one on April 2nd and 3rd, 2022. You know, we, we wanted, this is one of the events that we desperately wanted back after 2016 and the success we had there. What makes WWE and WrestleMania so unique and so special at the same time? Well, Monica, I just want to know if you are ready for the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania <laughs> in the history. <laughs> and I think we are. You know, I, I, I will say this, and all of the events that we have had uh, the great fortune of hosting here at AT&T Stadium and sharing with our fans and our community. Uh, WrestleMania is at the top of that list. Um, wow, uh, I, I don't know that there was an event that engaged the entire technology of the stadium and, and how they come in and just really consume the entertainment atmosphere here. I mean, there's, there's just nothing else like it. And that was so much fun for us to do it. And we were so excited that they too enjoyed, um, you know, so much great success while they were here. And our community was so supportive of, of them coming that they're right back doing it all over again and adding a second night um, to all the excitement. So for us, uh, you know, it just is, it's so great to see all this energy outside the doors just to talk about the on sale, uh, which technically starts on Friday. And just to have, you know, just that people just wanting to be a part of something. And, you know, I don't know if it is just more hyped even this year, or if it's those of us that are coming out of COVID and we just want to see people and we want to be involved in something really cool and be a part of that great experience, um, we, we've missed it. And so we're excited to be a part of it again. 
Well, I think we have a tall order in front of us. In 2016, we, we set a record, still WWE record, of 101,763 in attendance, which means uh, we're aiming for at least 203,000 attendees over the two days. Any predictions, Charlotte? I know we like to do things big and better, but have we set the bar too high here? Are we going to achieve our mission? I think there's no thing as setting the bar high, too high. Um, that's that's what we do. And, you know, that challenge to be able to hit that bar, I think, is, is part of being a Texan. So, um, you know, we have had a community that has been so incredibly supportive of us. And as I mentioned before, just in our own Cowboy games of having over 95,000 people here for a regular season game. I mean, that's that's amazing. And, and I do think we have such a great community that that supports WrestleMania as well. And and also we have a great community that will welcome all these people outside of our region to come in for WrestleMania. And I, I think we will certainly see um, this event draw from all over the country like it did last time. And I think that same desire to be a part of something significant and unique um, sits in all of us across the country. And I think people are gonna jump in their cars, jump on the plane, come into Texas, come here to Arlington and be a part of this incredible WrestleMania 38. Charlotte, this week, of course, we also observed Veterans Day. And you and the Cowboys are very involved in the National Medal of Honor Museum coming to Arlington. Uh, but also this week, WWE announced a new multi-year partnership with them to help get it built, help get the memorial built in Washington, help tell the stories of these incredible heroes who have won, uh, you know, the, the ultimate uh, uh, honor. Why is it so important to you to, to be involved in the National Medal of Honor Museum? Well, I, I will say this first. I just want to, um, you know, thank our partners in WrestleMania for sharing the same passion uh, to salute our military heroes. Uh, you know, there are over 40 million men and women who have served or continue to serve in our armed forces. Uh, the Medal of Honor has recognized only 3,500 of them as the bravest of the brave in our country. And WrestleMania gets it. Um, I, I think your Cowboys family gets it. Of We would not be able to do what we do if it wasn't for their sacrifice to protect our democracy so that we can go pursue our own dreams and we can dream about setting the bar, bringing people in into the stadium and being a part of such an incredible experience. That wouldn't happen if, if these men and women didn't serve our country and protect our ability to do that. And for us, you know, we have always been grateful for the opportunities that come before us, but we really never, I felt, had the opportunity to recognize that sacrifice in a special of a way that we felt about their service. And along came this opportunity to build this incredible museum and to do it right outside of our doors and really stand beside these men that have their heroics is what um, teach us the importance of courage and sacrifice and patriotism. And when you talk about elevating your brand, if you have the opportunity to stand beside a Medal of Honor recipient, wow, that is impactful. And that certainly raises all boats. And you know, for us this past weekend, we were able to make that recognition on the field and that announcement changed the stripe on our helmet to red, white, and blue. And I think everybody truly felt, you know, it was a powerful moment. We actually had Lee Greenwood on the field 
all the branches of the military there and singing God bless the USA and the Medal of Honor recipients standing on the field, they said they couldn't hear him sing. And that's actually intentional because there's no speakers in the board down to the field because that interrupts our game of play, but they could hear every voice of those in the stadium. And wow, you know, if that doesn't give you chills of, you know, 90,000 people singing to you, um, how honored and proud they are to be a part of this great country and honor these, this incredible service. So we're just excited to be a part of this, this great journey. Um, we are so honored that WrestleMania and all that family and, and team of great people who appreciate our veterans have jumped on board uh, to make this happen, to be a part of this great journey. And, you know, it's a reason why you choose great partners. You, you try to choose like-minded people with similar visions and similar passions. And that's what we share with these guys. Yeah, I, I was thrilled to see uh, my old boss, uh, President George W. Bush there for the coin toss, but also there to meet the undertaker. I saw those yes. pictures. Uh, that came out later. So, you know, the world's colliding. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and I'm sure he, he enjoyed it uh, immensely. Now, Charlotte, you, we had a couple weekends ago, you know, all those delegates from FIFA and CONCACAF and U.S. soccer uh, on those site visits that Monica worked for years to put together. Uh, you know, give us the, the pitch that you gave them about why Dallas-Fort Worth is the best place for the World Cup in 2026 and why AT&T Stadium is the perfect venue for uh, World Cup final, uh, even uh, in 2026. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I, I just, I, I can't say anything without um, giving Monica incredible kudos and our team here with Delaney and, and her staff and all, all of the group that has come together and have been working literally for years <laughs> on, on this effort um, to bring this incredible game to our stadium and to our city and our region. Uh, you know, this is, there. there is no bigger event in the world than the World Cup. And we certainly, uh, not only do we have the facility to be able to pull it off, but we have the region to pull it off. And when you think of an event like that, that has the magnitude of that, that needs a central location, that needs to have all of the main buckets covered from hotels to transportation to to transportation hubs of DFW, I mean, all of the big infrastructure to support that. Um, we are ideal in, in that situation. We are ideal in our location. We're ideal in how we are centered between the other places that they need to get to and from in the other countries that they need to get to and from between Mexico and Canada and beyond that there is not actually a better spot in our country or in any country than here to be able to host this. And, you know, we enjoy an incredible amount of eyeballs on, on what we do, the affinity that we naturally draw um, from, from what we do with the Cowboys to the Rangers and all of the great things that happen here to put DFW on the map and Texas on the map in terms of visibility. Um, if we can get this event here, um, we've got eyeballs from around the world. Uh, that will have a chance to see our region in action and all of this this greatness unveil before them. And I um, I can rest assured and I can say confidently there are no better hosts than Texans and there are no better people to actually produce and and draw than this this group of people that is is putting this effort forward. And see right there. She can make me cry all at one time <laughs> and get so fired up and excited. 
if I have a bad day, I just need to like call Charlotte, I think. Uh, Monica, I you might be crying because you're just exhausted. <laughs> I've, I've caught up on some sleep, but man, I couldn't have, have said it any better here. Um, Charlotte, I know you have, uh, you've got to have be in a, a different place. So I'm going to wrap it up right now. But um, I have to say that I do enjoy seeing you in that burnt orange color. Uh, with your son Paxton uh, playing over at the University of Texas. I like those, those <laughs> horns being put up. So I do follow that. I very much like to see that. Um, and I have to echo something you said earlier. You talked about great partners. And I, I know you, you gave me a lot of kudos in the Sports Commission, but I want to thank you and your team as well, because uh, I don't think we have better partners than your organization and the stadium and the entire crew that helped put that World Cup uh, bid together, as well as Every other bid and all the other events that we're working on, we do make a great team. And uh, I, I agree, uh, Texans are uh, special people and I think uh, Dallasites too. So um, with that, I did want to let you know, they did bring Andre the Giant with them. Uh, here, <laughs> he is on the field over there. So if you need to go check your hand size again and get a new photo, he's there for you. They brought him from uh, from headquarters. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I am there. I am absolutely going to go do that. <laughs> well, Charlotte, thank you again for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I uh, really appreciate you, especially you, Monica. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Uh -huh. And now over to Rachel from a word from our sponsors. Did you know the Dallas Zoo provides guests with real-life opportunities to make memorable connections with more than 2,000 animals? Please support the zoo's mission to inspire and empower action on behalf of the wildlife in Texas and around the world. Visit DallasZoo.com to purchase your tickets today. Thanks, Rachel. And now it's our pleasure to welcome John Sabor to the mic drop. John joined WWE in September 2008 after working with the Greater Orlando Sports Commission for more than 15 years. So Monica, you and John have a similar background. That's why I know you're, uh, you're, you're so friendly. As the Executive Vice President of Special Events, John is charged with spearheading every year WrestleMania. That means determining the future sites around the country as well as overseeing uh, the key partnerships and planning for all the events that wake up that make up WrestleMania each year. Uh, he also works on the WWE Tribute to the Troops, which we'll see Sunday night on Fox. John, thanks for joining us here on the mic drop. Kevin, Monica, good to be with you all, and uh, uh, happy WrestleMania on sale, as we like to say, within the WWE family. Absolutely. Now, I want to know, what was your reaction when you first heard the notion, not one night with 101 or 102,000 people, but we're going to do this on Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd, Back to back, what was your first reaction? I, I would tell you that my first reaction is if there was ever a time to make this move, it was WrestleMania 38. It will be the most stupendous two-night <laughs> WrestleMania in history. We work for a man who has never presented two WrestleManias in any way, shape, fashion, or form that were similar. Each is its own journey. Each is its own rite of passage. Each is its own adventure for the WWE universe. We had over 101,000 fans in 2016 that descended on AT&T Stadium. So when we made the decision to come back, which was not a tough one to make whatsoever, based in large measure because of the Cowboys partnership, the partnership of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission and the embrace of all of North Texas, it was in a post-COVID environment 
where it was time to pivot. Everyone had spent their lives thinking about pivoting. And what could we do to pivot for the benefit of the WWE universe? And that was to match the scale of WrestleMania with the scale of AT&T Stadium, bringing together two amazing American families, two amazing American brands to stage what will be the world's most iconic and historic sports entertainment event. Again, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. That was a long answer, Kevin, but I hope it made sense. It did, did make sense. Now, I'm, I'm a fan of WWE, and I'm a, I am a Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, Belair guy. So with two nights of WrestleMania, is that two headliners? You know, is, it, is each one standalone? How will you how how will the, the team break that out? You know, WrestleMania is a Super Bowl of sports entertainment. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you two Super Bowls. We're gonna give our young men and women, our WWE superstars, I think we're gonna toss the net further, we're gonna toss it wider, we're gonna be able to involve involve more superstars than we've ever been able to involve before. We're gonna be able to involve more fans than we've ever been able to involve before. And oh, by the way. There'll be a whole bunch of other kinetic activity that's happening in North Texas, in Arlington, and in Dallas. WrestleMania Access, our fan interactive fan festival at the Dallas Convention Center. You know, our arena events, our presentation of Friday Night SmackDown, our presentation of Monday Night Raw. There is going to be, I think the last time we had something to the order of 165,000 fans that took part in WrestleMania week here in 2016. Now add a second night of WrestleMania. It just creates more opportunities than the event has ever seen in its 38 year history. You know, from what you know in 2016 and just all your experience, what percentage of the 150,000 or so fans will come in are from out of town and how many are, what percentage roughly is from North Texas? Out of the fact that, and, and so many of our contemporaries within the world of sports entertainment, whether it be the NCAA, the NFL, the NBA, Major League, Everybody does a great job of, of hosting their premier events. But what I think we do almost better than anyone is we cause you to come early and stay late. If you're one of those fans from all 50 states, from 50 plus countries, our job is to get you here early and have you stay long after. Our job is to have you make this your family vacation. So I think in 2016, it was more than 60% of those 165,000 or so people that consumed the week's events were from outside of a hundred mile region. Music to the ears of Monica Paul, music to elected officials, music to those that work within tourism and hospitality. So the, the, the job really is to, to, to broadcast the opportunity globally, to create the stage regionally, but to create the opportunity globally. And I think we do a really good job of embracing that out of, fan, or out of town visitor. Uh, but I think we do a really great job on nights like tonight, the WrestleMania on sale party at AT&T Stadium, where this is an event to not only celebrate going on sale with two nights of WrestleMania, the first in the, uh, the history of the event, but also to celebrate people here within North Texas. So this is the opportunity to kind of look inwardly we're bringing families together. It's a free event, Kevin and Monica, NXT matches, superstar autographs, an appearance by Undertaker. I got to tell you, the moons are lining up in a really, really exciting way for WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania 
in history. Well, John, uh, we had Charlotte Jones on a little earlier, and we, we had to ask her the question of, come on, Charlotte, we, we like to do things big and, and, and the best, and we set a record last time. Uh, you know, 203,000 people to WrestleMania, do we have it in us? And she goes, oh, Monica, you know we do it bigger and better. So, uh, of course, we have it in it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a sellout on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, she believes, and she's uh, put us on uh, a notice. So we, we know what our marching orders are there. It's a really, it's an exciting time because if you think about it, and Kevin mentioned, you know, we, we've never done this before. We did two nights of WrestleMania in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium out of force of necessity almost. That was with very limited capacity. And we wanted to involve as many members of the WWE universe. Now that we're making our way, we're not done with it, but we're making our way out of, of, of this virus and all that, uh, that it brought with it. And the opportunity to go full capacity again and to say, you know what, we did two nights, it felt good. Why not do it at full capacity? So there's a lot of work to do, but here's the good news. There's going to be something for everybody. There's going to be something for everybody over those two nights here at AT&T Stadium. Well, John, I have to tell you that in 2016, we were getting a little bit nervous up until it really got out until about a month and a half before uh, WrestleMania. And then people started coming out of the woodwork for for tickets and I oh my gosh I'm a WWE fan and you know never knew that before now I already feel it in the air people are excited so uh, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers there and you mentioned economic impact and obviously from you know in my world that's very important uh, um, and definitely WWE brings the uh, the economic impact in the international and national travel and global exposure but we do this at these events for other things and I have to say that I think WWE is like no other in the community events. What you, it's a full week uh, that you really engage in our community and actually more than a week, uh, quite honestly, I feel. Um, but talk a little bit about the, those impacts and the different partnerships that you have. Of It's more than just about WrestleMania. I'm lucky enough to work, uh, Monica and Kevin, for a company that puts almost equal weight between business results and pro-social results. And at the end of the day, when we plan to welcome that number of people, which again will be magnified and amplified by everything we're doing here next year. Uh, there is at the same time and concurrently and interwoven within all of that is a commitment to creating pro-social and community-based impacts for families and children. So how do we do that? Over the course of what is that week-long celebration, as you mentioned, it's an opportunity to work with our local organizing committee of which you're a leader, Monica, and asking you, what are the things within North Texas that are important to families and children? What are the things that are important to you as a community? WWE has its relationships at global and domestic uh, you know, levels for whether it be Special Olympics, whether it be Make-A-Wish, whether it be Hire Heroes, the list goes on and on, whether it be Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And a lot of that will be done at the local level with those national relationships. But I think the, the part of this that we take so much pride in is the fact that we want to use the power of convening, Kevin. We want to use the power of convening, Monica, our superstars who are amazing storytellers. They are amazing conveners, if you will. And using that power of convening to create positive change. And using the WrestleMania week celebration as a reason by which to look inwardly into our host community. 
So by the time we're done, whether it be local children's hospital visits, whether it be Make-A-Wish visits, whether it be BSR anti-bullying rallies, the list goes on and on and on. I don't want to gloss over it because I think it'll wind up being between 13 and 15 events that, again, we ignore our shareholders on. Ignore our shareholders to make sure that we're focused on families and children. So thank you for recognizing. I think it happens at the top with our chairman, Vince McMahon, our chief brand officer, Stephanie McMahon, the 200 plus men and women who serve to make up the WWE rosters, and then the 900 employees that are part of the WWE family. The smiles that you see are not only coming from families and children, they're coming from all those constituencies that I just described. Oh, by the way, we saw you smile along the way as well. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I, I can tell you, we probably cried as, as well. Uh, my staff still to this day can remember those uh, community event CSR initiatives that they worked on in 2016 and are probably most excited about that opportunity again this year. I've got some new staff and they're already saying, oh my gosh, this is going to be so impactful. Uh, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to work on, on those initiatives with you. Um, John, a few, a few more questions because I know you've got a busy uh, evening yet to, today. Uh, but I wanted to turn, since we do have a similar background, Central Florida Sports Commission, you were a long, uh, many year executive there. So you, you kind of know what my role is here. But how, after being there so long, you had this opportunity with WWE. What uh, made you like pull the trigger and say, yep, that's my, that's my next step? I, I'd say it has uh, more to do than not with the ability to bid for and host what was WrestleMania 24 in Orlando at the Florida Citrus Bowl, now Camping World Stadium. It was the opportunity to work with brand WWE. It was the opportunity to work with the family, the McMahons. It was the opportunity to work with these superstars that I've, I've talked a lot about and that we can't talk enough about. And the opportunity to see, uh, uh, we'd all done so many great events, stick and ball events. And we were all, while WrestleMania and WWE are decades old, you know, propositions uh, and, and have decades worth a record of success um, that really is unrivaled in many respects, not a lot of us were hosting their events yet. So we made a purposeful effort to solicit and try and acquire WrestleMania for right at the precipice, Kevin, you'll remember, of stadium settings for WrestleMania. What had been an incredibly successful single-day uh, arena event, worldwide pay-per-view, was now, you know, an opportunity to get more people in under the tent, an opportunity to expand you know, the, the level of activity beyond simply the magnificence of WrestleMania. So we win the opportunity to do this. We had the trust that, that had been placed in us by, um, again, the chairman of WWE. And we had an opportunity to host this. And what we saw was unbelievable. Everything was an over-delivery to the host community, which at that time was us, the role you're playing now. And, and we said, we got to get more of this because you know Orlando was blessed and still is blessed with the uh, moniker of being a, a worldwide destination, but it was still building its worldwide sports entertainment destination uh, moniker as well. And it was that that helped to catapult, along with World Cup and a few other things, 
catapult what is now a, an absolute focus. So when it was over, it was, how do we get more of this? And I was sent to get more of this. And instead I wound up uh, uh, deciding to take my, uh, uh, you know, my second ever professional journey with a company that 13 and a half years later, I couldn't be more pleased. And my job is to make sure that I'm working with folks like you to positively exploit the opportunities associated with our events. And you mentioned it in a way that really resonates with me with, with our pro-social events. Mm -hmm. That's what you mean by exploitation. Anyone can come in and do an event and leave. It's the folks that hopefully put focus on the beginning, the middle, and the end. And that's what, you know, uh, that's the company I work for and the brand that I represent. John, before we let you go, give us a quick favorite story related to WrestleMania. A surprise that happened, a special moment. What's your favorite uh, WrestleMania story? 2016, and I'm not pandering. The WrestleMania is underway at AT&T Stadium. We're about two, two and a half hours into what is an incredible journey. And then you see Rock come out. And he's got the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. So now this is that true integration of pop culture and sports entertainment, right? You know, two of the most recognizable brands uh, in the world coming together to present. And, and Rock comes out with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and he announces over 101,000 people are inside AT&T Stadium. And I tend to get sentimental about this stuff all the time, but that was a day where my skin literally, I mean, dimples up and down my body. And, and I'll tell you, that's a harbinger of, of things to come. There was a reason we came back were the energies, Kevin, that were, were produced as outcomes here. And when we come back for WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, it'll be because of everything we did together with this community in 2016. But that is a moment where I literally stopped, stopped breathing and just watched it work its way across the crowd. And you could only imagine for the millions more that we're watching, that was a heck of a moment. Well, Chad, thanks for joining us to talk about WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Tickets are on sale April 2nd and 3rd, 2022. It is going to be unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we have Mic Drop Nation. I think we have Mic Drop Region for sure. The Mic Drop Region Nation and world will not want to miss this. It'll be a WrestleMania event like none other. So thanks again. For joining us, all the best with your work leading up to what we know will be an unforgettable event. Thanks for having us on, and thanks for your interest in WrestleMania. We couldn't thank you enough. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks to John Sabor for joining us. John, as it turns out, John is the is the Jimmy Hart pregame show, uh, so to speak. We'll be back in a moment with Jimmy Hart of WWE Hall of Fame uh, notoriety. But first, over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. The Perot Museum of Nature and Science plays a vital role in preparing the most talented and diverse STEM workforce of tomorrow right here in Dallas. Become a member today and enjoy free admission and other valuable benefits to support this nonprofit landmark. Visit perotmuseum.org for more information. Thanks, Rachel. And what an honor it is to welcome WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart to the mic drop. One of, if not the most successful manager in WWE history. We don't have time to name all the talent that he's worked with over the years, but 
you know, I got to start with Jerry Lawler. We could throw in Greg the Hammer Valentine, King Kong Bundy, and of course, the great Hulk Hogan. Known as the Mouth of the South, that trademark megaphone, and you've got it there with you, Jimmy. That was used on a few occasions for more than just uh, speaking as you came to the uh, defense of your of your clients that you were managing uh, in, in the ring. Uh, many people may not know, Jimmy, that you started out in music. Everybody should go to YouTube and check out the Gentry's big hit single back in 1965 called Keep On Dancing. You can find it on YouTube. That's young Jimmy Hart in there. And he would go on to write all kinds of entrance music for many superstars over the years. Jimmy, what a, what a thrill it is to have you on the mic drop. Thanks for making some time for us today. Thank you guys so much. You know, we're over here at AT&T Stadium already, but can you believe it? I was on WrestleMania 1 almost 38 years ago. I mean, and you know, it's just been so flattering to still about, you know, be able to come out for the WWE and be used by these guys and do promotion and everything. We've been here three days. We love Arlington. We love Dallas. We, let's, we love it all. I love coming here because my favorite restaurant's in Texas. What's that? What a burger. <laughs> all right. This is so cool, though. But uh, like I said before, the, the megaphone, Vince McMahon is the one who gave me the megaphone to use. When I was in Memphis that you mentioned just then, I was managing Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler and all of them. But Vince is the one who brought the megaphone back to me from Japan. And so what a great gimmick this has been. So we just we're so, so happy to be doing this. But, uh, you know, I just want to tell you, this WrestleMania 38 is going to be the most stupendous WrestleMania ever in the history. So, you know, it's going to be two big days, April the 2nd, April the 3rd. So it's going to be great. Now, no, no question about it. Now, let's go back to March. I think it was March 31st, 1985, WrestleMania 1 uh, at uh, Madison Square Garden. Huge event, you know, 19,000 plus. Uh, you're there with King Kong Bundy and Greg the Hammer Valentine, two different matches. You won one, you didn't win the other one. But could you have imagined back in 1985 that we'd be talking about two nights of WrestleMania with 101,000 plus each night? This, this is so unbelievable. And, and every year it just seems like it gets bigger and bigger and better. And, and it's just, you know, with the production and all the celebrities that come to all the WrestleManias, especially all of our overseas uh, fans come over here every year. A lot of people get married here every year at WrestleMania. Can you believe that? They, they plan their vacations, their holidays around it. And I think it's gonna be the same this year, but this year it's gonna be two big days of it. Like I said, the second and the third of April. So it's gonna be great. It, you know, the wedding thing doesn't surprise me, Jimmy, because back in 2015 or 16, on Valentine's Day, I took my wife, Joe, to a WWE event in Tampa uh, at Amelie Arena. And I, I, later I had the opportunity to tell Stephanie, nothing quite says romance like WWE. So I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Well, I'm not so sure that uh, that would work for everybody, but it certainly worked, worked for, for us. Uh, one other quick thing. You, you, if I'm not mistaken, way back in the day, you worked with the wrestler Kevin Sullivan. Yep, and yeah. now he and I not only have the same name, we have the same middle name, Francis, if you can believe that. Now, I became aware of him. I think I was in high school and I was in Florida on vacation with my family. And I saw an ad in the paper for a, a, a wrestling event. I'm not sure if he was with WWF at the time. And I showed it to my dad and I said, how can this guy, Kevin Sullivan, not have a ring name? Because I grew up in Chicago as a fan of Dick the Bruiser 
Crusher, Scrap Iron, Gadaski. Like I loved all of these these Bobo names. Brazil. Bobo Brazil. So how how was it that a guy named Kevin Sullivan? Now I think later he became the Boston Brawler or something. But how could he how could he possibly not have a better name than Kevin Sullivan? Well, you know what was so crazy about it? When, when I was doing, getting ready to do the interview, they said, hey, I think you know uh, the wrestler that's on that doing the interview. And I went, what? He's Kevin Sullivan. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself while I'm walking over here, I'm going, what? Testmaster Kevin Sullivan is on the, I got a radio show now. I went, what? Are you kidding me? And so then I, then she said, no. And I said, oh, my God. We, then I knew who I was talking to then. I knew, right. you know, you're right. But, but when we had him, in, I managed him in Memphis, too. And uh, he was a Taskmaster down there. And... Um, he had certain, you know, the demon and Taskmaster, and we had a thing called the Legion of Doom, not Legion of Doom, excuse me, the Dungeon of Doom when we were in WCW back in the day. So uh, I think you're doing just well right where you're at, baby. <laughs> I don't know, Sully. I would pay money to, I like the vision of you in the ring and uh, being a superstar uh, is, uh, may have put me over the edge for today. That's a, that's a good one. It uh, wouldn't be good, Monica, but if I did, if I was doing that, I would want Jimmy Hart at my side with that megaphone. Yep. Well, you know what, Monica, we won a few matches with a megaphone. They blame me, but a lot of people have just stumbled and tripped and fell into it. <laughs> and I get the blame for it. So it's ridiculous. I'm telling you that now. Well, Sully will need the megaphone. I'm quite certain of it. Uh, <laughs> so, Jimmy, we're looking forward to WWE's tribute to the troops program Sunday night on Fox. Uh, why is that so so important to WWE, and what can viewers expect? Well, well, Fox is so important. Let me tell you something. I've always felt like the wrestling business is, is run on three different things. Number one, uh, TV. You got to have TV. If your TV ratings are up, then your house shows that you do are up. You know, when you go out. If that's up, then your merchandise is doing great. So if you've got your house shows, your your uh, merchandise and the ratings on TV doing good, then you're going to have sellout crowds everywhere. But the TV is so important because that gives a chance for everybody. The WWE universe can can watch their favorite superstars. And then when they go to the arenas, they have a chance to see them up close and personable. So that's why it's so important, you know. And like I said, you know, and, and, right partner, yeah, and paying tribute to the troops is important uh, as, as well. Well, you know, my son was in the 101st and I went over on three USO tours. And it was so great. Uh, and he was over there during the heart of the fighting, you know, when, when Bush dropped the hammer on him and everything was going over. And I was so worried about him being over there because we couldn't have you know, phone calls back and forth or anything. But every time Stephanie and Triple H or Vince or whatever, see me, they go, hey, have you heard from your son? Have you heard from your son? You know, so they've always been so wonderful supporting him. But, but WWE has always been so special for our troops. And without them, we wouldn't be here either, buddy. Well, Jimmy, this is the portion of the podcast where we ask our guests uh, to, to give our, our listeners a recommendation on something to watch or listen to, something maybe you've been streaming lately or downloading. You got anything, a recommendation on something you've been watching lately that would be good for our, uh, our listeners? Well, you know what? The only thing I watch is on Monday Night Raw, Tuesday night, I watch NXT, and of course on Friday night, it's SmackDown, and I see all the pay-per-views too when we're not on them. But to me, being a, a devoted wrestling fan my whole life, that's what I really take my time doing. I really, you know, I watch a little bit of football because, you know, Tom Brady's in Tampa now where we are, and he's just changed. He's changed everything so great down there for us and, and a big fan of that. But other than that, it's just the wrestling. But I love Paul Heyman. I love the storyline between Paul Heyman and, uh, and, of course, the Usos are mixed in with it and along with Roman Reigns and everything. And, of course, Brock Lesnar, you know, he pops up every now and then too. So that's just a great storyline. But 
but but Raw's got so much great talent, and uh, every now and then they kind of throw us on TV. The Legends, we kind of get to go to be for a special night, which I always enjoy that, because then we get to see some of the younger talent up close and personal too. Monica, what's your download uh, this week? Oh, Sully, come on! You know we have already talked about this—the uh, Yellowstone on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but I did—I uh, haven't downloaded anything yet. But uh, the Paramount, um, um, I guess, trailers and updates of other other shows they're going to be having out. Eighteen eighty-three, obviously, is one that I'll be focused on in December. I think comes out, but uh, um, I think there were some other ones there that kind of piqued some of my interest. So I'll, I'll be looking into those, but no other downloads other than Yellowstone. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on Jimmy in a minute, but hey, hey Marcus, uh, Jimmy, Marcus Carr is our next level wingman. What, Marcus, what are you watching or downloading uh, lately? Right now, I'm watching College Hoops. They're back, so that, that's the best that I can do, but um, I am reading a book. It's Giannis's Rise to the MVP, um, his uh, biography he dropped this summer, so I'm about 50, 75 pages in, so um, I def- definitely recommend it up until this point. Sounds good. All right, Jimmy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick kind of piggyback on what you said. What I what my recommendation is is for people, especially people, you know, who are thinking about coming to WrestleMania, but really people who have who, who are not thinking about coming to WrestleMania, I encourage you set your DVR to record Monday Night Raw, and and SmackDown on Friday nights on Fox, and watch it. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Zip through, but look to get a rooting interest in a superstar, you know, pick a man, pick a woman and do it a few times and get someone you like and someone you want to root against. You want to pick somebody that's going to be your baby face and somebody that's going to be your heel, your, your villain. And, and, and I promise if you let yourself get into it and you follow these incredibly creative storylines uh, that are so fun and so clever and oftentimes will lift your spirits, which we all need, uh, but what do you think of that, Jimmy? Just like a little homework assignment for our listeners. Challenge yourself and, you know, to check out SmackDown and Raw as a precursor to buying tickets, which are now on sale, for WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, April 2nd and 3rd of next year. Don't you think that'll win somebody over if they just, if they just you know, even if they flip through a few episodes of SmackDown and Raw, get a feel for not only the incredible storylines, but just the athleticism of these incredible uh, athletes. Oh, you you better believe it. I mean, because, you know, that's what got me hooked when I was growing up. When I was a little bitty Jimmy Hart watching watching the shows in Memphis years ago, even back to wrestling then, I had my favorites that I'd watch every week, like Sputnik Monroe and Billy Wicks, probably names y'all had never heard of before, because back then everything was local territories. But that's what got me hooked on it before I had a chance to get into it. But uh, like I said before, what I'm excited about is on the 12th, which is Friday, it's WrestleMania 38, which is going to be the most stupendous, most greatest ever WrestleMania in the history. Two big days, April the 2nd, April the 3rd. And like I said, you guys have got to check that out. So you got to come see it. Uh, hopefully you'll get to be there live and in living color. It's nothing like it when you're there. Like I said, it's just the pyro. There's just being around the people. You know, the people get me so excited sometimes because they tell you your favorite wrestling stories, who they like the most, who they grow up watching, who they still love, who they still like. And like I said, you never know when The Undertaker might be, you know, appearing once again. You know, we're on a big show today, of course, but um, with The Undertaker's going to be there. So, you know, I'm just excited about seeing him again. So it's just going to be great. But all you guys are so important to us because by y'all having us on, it just helps promote our product, man. 
Well, well, Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a blast seeing you again and, and talking with you. Uh, and, and I think we have definitely sold a few tickets uh, today for WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, April 2nd and 3rd. Uh, thanks to, uh, on behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, thanks to our guests, Charlotte Jones, John Sabor, and WWE Hall of Famer, Jimmy Hart. Thanks to the Mike Drop production team, Danielle Whitelaw, Angela Lang, Marcus Carr, Reeves Eddins, and all of Tony Fay PR. Mark and Jay, our friends at Vocal Media, our showrunner, Tony Fay. Until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.